During the peak of the NFT frenzy, mint passes were introduced and it drew mixed emotions. In case you're not familiar with the concept of a mint pass, it is something that grants the holder the right to mint or purchase another NFT. This is not the actual purchase price of it. At the time of mint, whenever that date is, sometime after the mint pass is released, the holder will still have to pay the full price of that mint. The benefit of this is that it secures someone's spot in order to mint that. During this time, a lot of things were minting out very quickly and certain people that wanted an NFT could not get in. So this actually allows people to make a purchase to reserve their seat. And some people absolutely love this because it skipped the whole process of hustling in Discord to make that allow list or whitelist or presale list, whatever you want to call it. But at the other side of things, people absolutely hated it because it seemed like they were giving a privilege or preference to someone who was willing to pay to skip the line. They didn't want to hustle, so they put down some money and they were able to mint this. But there's really two sides to this whole coin because the people that were able to dedicate eight hours a day to a Discord had an advantage over the people that might have gone to work and just been able to take some of their wages and purchase a mint pass. So there's really two sides to the coin. However, although this might seem like it was some sort of new NFT Web3 invention that was never done before, it really looks very similar to a private seat licensing that they do in professional sports. So today we're going to discuss how professional sports can benefit from NFT technology. Usually when a brand new stadium is being built, a lot of money is spent. And in case of the NFL, there's billions of dollars that are going into some of these stadiums. And in order to recoup some of these construction costs, the owner of the facilities, which might not even be the team owner, but whoever owns the actual stadium will do this thing called a private seat licensing, or as we say, a PSL sometimes called a permanent seat license. Now, that's what the term that they use in North America. However, in Europe, they use a different term called debentures, but it's basically the same thing. Someone is purchasing the right to particular seats, but then they also have to buy the season tickets each year. So how this benefits the owners of the facilities is that they get a lot of that money to recoup the construction cost. Because let's say there are 80,000 seats in the stadium, 50,000 seats, whatever it is, each of those seats will have a set price and whatever those PSLs, those rights are to then buy those are put into the bank that are can be directly put onto the construction cost to pay down that loan. Then each year, the owner can then expect that the season tickets for whatever the going rate is each single year will then purchase those season tickets on top of that. So what this actually does, just like those mint passes I explained earlier, it just simply gives a person the right to purchase something at a later date. For the holder, the benefit that they get is they get the specific seats that they wanted within those stadiums. So for example, let's say it is a football game right in the middle of the field right behind the home team. Those are going to be some of the most valuable seats because people want to sit behind their favorite team and they want a seat right in the middle of the stadium so that they could see everything. So someone with a lot of money can pick out the right to purchase those specific seats and then each year they'll have to renew by purchasing the season tickets. And the thing with these PSLs, these rights to those seats, they can actually be sold on a secondary market to someone who might not have season tickets, but see that you have some great seats right next to the home team right there. And they say, wow, those are amazing seats. I would love to have those. But because you own the rights, no one can purchase those season tickets as long as you do. So you can sell that to another person for whatever the going rate is. You can name your price 
And as long as someone is willing to pay it, that is just revenue that you can have. Another way for other people to end up getting that seat is if someone does not purchase those season tickets, because the way these licenses are actually written up is remember, you get the right to purchase a season ticket. So if you don't purchase the season ticket for whatever year, then you forfeit that PSL back to the stadium. Because let's say it is a 20 or a 30 year license for 30 years, you have the right to have seat A or seat B or whatever it is. And which every year that you do not, the rights automatically revert back to the stadium owner and then they can issue it to a new person. So many of these teams have waiting lists that absolutely are filled and these seats and season tickets are passed down and families, this is like a coveted thing. So some of these have years and years and years of waiting However, someone can just simply buy this from another person or the other option is to wait through that whole process when the team gets it. And just to give you an example how popular this is, there are so many sports teams and the more new arenas and new stadiums that are being built, they are adopting this whole model. And just using the major sports in North America in the US and Canada, the NHL, two of their franchises use this. The NBA, four. Major League Baseball, five. And the gold standard, the league that has adopted this the most is the NFL. 20 of the 32 teams actually have PSLs, these private seat sales that allow people to then purchase the season tickets. So this is a huge generator of income for the league. And as far as the stadium owners, I should say, this is how they're recouping their costs because each stadium that is built, the price tag keeps going up and up and up. The Los Angeles Rams in LA was the last stadium that was constructed, and that was up in the billions. Granted, partly that because that was in California. However, if you've ever seen that stadium, the Super Bowl was there this year. It is just an absolute wonder of construction. It was amazing. So these PSLs are really not going anywhere. If anything, as new stadiums are being built, old facilities are being torn down and new ones are coming up, I would expect more teams to adopt this, not fewer. And NFT technology can do an amazing thing for this whole process. For example, it can just make that whole process so much more transparent because right now, certain teams have a 10, 15, 20 year wait list, whatever it might be to get season tickets. And you're just hoping that someone forfeits their PSL in order for a new person to have the rights to purchase those season tickets. So if the records aren't transparent, you can't really see who's skipping that line or maybe paying their way to jump the line or anything of that nature. A PSL NFT would make it very verifiable and transferable and transparent on the blockchain. Anyone that wants to purchase that can actually know, well, is it being owned Are the season tickets being purchased with it and be able to track a particular wallet to see if this thing is being renewed, if it was returned back to the franchise and how this was put up for auction or whatever. All these things, there's no questions as to if any funny business was going on behind the scenes, if there's any nepotism or favoritism or anything of that nature. All the other isms that people like to say this is unfair practice, this is the old boys club helping out their buddies and all of that. The transparency of the blockchain really alleviates all of those fears and concerns. 
And it also makes it very easy to account for all of this stuff. You know, how is all this stuff really tracked and written off and put into the books and uh, given to the accountant and all of that? Well, if everything's on the blockchain, everything is verifiable and can be audited and can be checked. It just makes the job such an automatic process. And also, there is a royalty possibility for these third-party sales because if the PSL does not end up back to the stadium owner and it's just transacted between one person and another... I don't know what kind of mechanisms are set up, how the contract is necessarily written today. However, if it is an NFT, there can be a royalty that is associated with it, like a transfer fee that then the owner would be able to get a percentage of that sale. So that would be very interesting to see because at the end of the day, even if there is some sort of a stipulation or whatever it might be saying that this is what it is going to be sold for, if you decide to transfer your license to another person, this is what they have to pay and then a percentage and it has to go back to the team. Well, who knows what kind of funny business can go on off books accounting and all of that to try to avoid that percentage. And a lot of people might even buck against that and say, well, no, I already paid my money back in 1995 for these PSLs. Therefore, that this franchise has no right to that. However, if it's all written to the smart contract, there is no funny business going on on either side. All the stuff can be accounted for. All the royalties, deductions and fees, if you will, could be all there on the blockchain to be verified for everyone to see that, yes, this was a legitimate transaction and went through fairly. Not to mention, it also makes it very easy to make an offer. So as we see right now, NFTs that are on OpenSea or any market for that nature, you just simply go to that NFT and submit an offer. So if someone, let's say, has uh, just using some very simple numbers, if they have seat number one and two, and a third person was added to their family that would like to go to the games, well, they might want to purchase seat number three. So simply going to that NFT for seat number three and making an offer for whatever price, submits it to that owner and gives them the opportunity to either reject or counter. And let's say, okay, the price is fair. However, if I sell this, I'm only going to have one and I don't want to just have one. So I'm going to counter with double the price and I'm going to throw in the other seat. Okay, that is something that we can negotiate right there through the marketplace, everything. It's all fair. It is there. The smart contract is all laid out. There's no bamboozling anyone. No one's getting ripped off. And we all have faith in the blockchain and the blockchain we trust. Therefore, this should be a legitimate way of transacting and doing business. I think it would be a very awesome way of selling these PSLs. So yeah, nobody really likes these mint passes. I shouldn't say nobody. A lot of people don't like these mint passes or in the case of stadiums, fans were really against PSLs for the longest time. Now we've sort of gotten used to it. And as the uh, NFT market is dying down with uh, the different volume and things like that, the mint passes aren't as big of a deal as they were for pretty much every project. Towards quarter three of 2001 going into Q4, that was really when this was at its peak when things were just really crazy and everything was selling out and it was almost guaranteed that it was just additional revenue for a project to offer a mint path. And going forward, just looking at the whole sports market and seeing how things are, I would love to know, what do you think? What other ways can NFT and blockchain technology really help the sports business to grow? I'd love to see what other applications you see. Feel free to reach out to me at Tropic Vibes. Always open for a conversation. And as usual, I just want to thank you for taking the time for listening to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later.